0: Thank you both for your rebuttals. Uh, we will now transition into the crossfires. Thank you for twenty minutes. Thank you. All right. Uh, the scene that it started. Do you want to start your crossfire questions first, or do you want to jump um, back and forth? or you want me to start it?
1: So, well, why don't you start? Because I, um, I, I, my, well, I kind of aimed to do like sort of a transition in the crossfire by, um, um, by uh, arguing. Um, against your points as well as connecting my points during the rebuttal section. So why don't you go first?
0: Yeah, so my understanding is that you say that they're that these are different religions so let's talk about so we have judaism christianity and islam these are different religions but they but they're all tending towards the same god but the religions are made by humans so i'm wondering what mechanism do you use to determine what is made by humans and what is made by god in these religions
1: um what i think is made by uh, uh made by god versus what is made by humans uh, can be defined as like what is supernatural you know um, uh, something that like science cannot explain is very obviously made by God, or at least in, in my eyes, it's obviously made by God. Um, Things like, um, like religion that have structure and whatnot to them, like things that can obviously be explained by science and um, like, uh, especially mental science are very obviously made by humans. Like these rules, these sets of things, excuse me. Um, even though many religious texts, um, will say that these rules were given to them by God, I think most of the time that is, um, kind of heresy and that, um, I, I really don't think that, um, that a loving, all powerful God would give us a large set of rules to follow and just be like, okay, if you follow these, you'll be good. If you don't follow these, that's bad. You're going to hell, you know? but yeah, it just seems very counterintuitive to me to, for, uh, for a, um, loving God that is accepting of all people as they are like, uh, like the God in the Bible says, um, uh, he says, uh, come as you are, or that, that, well, that's what Jesus says, but, um, but Jesus says, come as you are, you know? So a all loving God that, um, accepts everyone for who they are it does not make sense to me for uh, that same God to give us a large set of rules to follow and say, if you don't follow these, you go to hell. You know?
0: Yeah, so could you maybe give me. Okay, I don't know what this is. Could, could you maybe give me, like, one example? How about two examples per religion? So, one example of. One example of something that you think is divinely inspired in each religion and one example, one example of, of something that you think is is created by humans.
1: Well, OK, so I'll start with what I am most knowledge with with Christianity. Um, um, I so I think something that would be divinely inspired, like I said um, before, was like, come as you are, that that sort of phrase Um um, I think is something that you can tell, okay, this is divinely inspired because I, I really just think if it, um, if it checks out with the message of God being a loving, um, God, then it is divinely inspired. So like something like come as you are is very, very much like loving. Okay. This is, this is the God we are talking about here. You know, there's no conflict. Um, uh, an example of something that would be like, um, that that would that would be not as divinely inspired um what's the book i'm looking for i don't want to say deuteronomy what's the what's the one book in the bible that has like it's just a set of rules really it's not deuteronomy is it? i
0: feel like it it could be leviticus
1: leviticus thank you um yeah no so i think i think something like the book of leviticus is um it's is something that um i actually don't think is divinely inspired that believe me like don't get me wrong there are many books in the bible most of them are divinely inspired um that includes the gospels and especially the gospels, actually the, the gospels I'd say are the most divinely inspired ones because they pretty much only teach a message of love. You know, they have been edited several times uh, because they are the most important books in the Bible, you know? Um, so they have been edited several times over the past uh, 2000 years or so, or however long it's been since the gospels were written. Um, but the the gospels I'd say are like the most divinely inspired, something like um, Leviticus, is um i i would say not divinely inspired at all i think that's just straight up written by humans because that's just a set of rules really you know and that's that's why i think a lot of the old testament a lot of those rules and whatnot this is why the new testament is very important in the bible because the new testament basically says okay all those rules we taught you earlier you don't need to follow them anymore because they they're they're old and jesus came and he saved us all from sin you know
0: so i'm gonna try to Thank you so much for your explanation. So I'm going to try to um, kind of cap this off here. So my understanding is that if there is a message of love that is taught, whether the message of love is taught in Judaism, Islam, or Christianity, then that comes from God. But if it, there is a message of violence, whether it is um, Moses going around and killing people or Joshua doing that, or um, uh, people being homophobic in the epistles, or... Um, Muhammad killing people that did not come from God or encouraging rape. Yes, absolutely. Or the, or like the structure of a religion, like structure and um, being very strident towards doctrine and a huge focus on the technicalities.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I know this is really, really libertarian of me to say, but um, like, uh, I mean, I'm generally someone who is not all that libertarian. I'm kind of like on, on the social scale of things. I'm generally pretty like um, centrist, but, um, but like the, the structure and the rules of religion are comparable to that of a government in that, like, totally, you know, the, all of that stuff is made by humans many of which even if those rules do not promote hate or even just promote love, like things like, okay, should be illegal. Like that's like, you know, murder should be illegal. Like th- those are things that promote love because even though those are, are are rules and are not necessarily divinely inspired, um, those are still rules that promote love, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. So do you want to ask me a question now or do you want me to ask you another question?
1: Um, well, okay. So <clears throat> So my question is, um, how, I'll ask you a question. So how, how, um, the, the point I saw you making quite a lot is that, um, um, you, you see the differences in these religions as a difference in the God and not necessarily the, like, the, the, rules and things that were, um, that were earthly made or, uh, made by humans or whatnot. Um so you, you you see a lot of these differences like in how Jesus speaks or, or whatever um just using that as an example yeah, yeah. You, see, you see those differences as a difference in the uh the god of these three religions
0: Yes assuming we're doing a trinit Yes yes I do see them as differences because the way that i look at it the way that i look at what's from god is a bit different than how you might look at it so here's how i here's how i do it i think that the ethics of a religion so the ethics of the religion appear to reflect what the god views as ethical now with the mosaic laws we have a complex set of ethics that are revealed to moses that leads me to believe that given that god revealed them to moses that is the set of ethics that god wants well while, G- while jesus explicitly said i come not to you know take off even one in in the jewish letters it's it's like a it's almost like a squiggle i come not to take even like one squiggle off of the jewish lettering from the torah jesus preaches a message that's a lot different than what moses preaches or at least what the mosaic laws say so this leads me to believe that we have conflict because if god reveals to moses if god reveals to moses these laws but then he either
1: you're talking about the 10 commandments right
0: there's also other ones too there's like don't eat shellfish don't mix um linen and um wool i believe but there's other there's other things too such as being stoned to death for adultery as as another example so that's that's a that's a that's an extreme one but you have jesus taking a very kind of kind of a very loving approach to the laws, if you will. He says to the woman I keep using this as an example, but I think it's it's good. We have in we have in, in the five books of Moses, we have God reveals to his people that adulterers need to be stoned to death. That Jesus comes in and saves a woman from being stoned to death. But then you have kind of you have a revival of the mosaic laws with muhammad in the form of the sharia laws which are slightly which are slightly altered in some situations but my what i my my epistemology is this there's a set of ethics that are supposed to come from a deity it seems to me like a deity would want to would want to send ethics to his prophets. He, it seems to me like that the ethics that he sends to his prophets would reflect what he believes. Therefore God believes the ethics that he sends to his prophets. That's the way that I look at it. So it seems like God kind of flips around according to the different religions.
1: Yeah. So well, I would, um, I would sort of agree with that. Um, that we'll see. Okay. The problem is that um, I think, uh, well, yes, there, the, um, I don't think, any deity would be a deity without a sort of set of ethics, you know, that would be pointless. Otherwise, um, really, I see the sort of set of ethics, um, that come from the God I believe in. I, I really think it's really just one ethic and that is like be loving to others. You know, that is really just the one thing that I believe in. And that's the exact message that Jesus, uh, that Jesus taught, you know, And I think what can explain the conflict between something like the 10 commandments and the rest of the rules that Moses was given from God. um, And Jesus comes in and he kind of changes that, you know, Uh, and he shortens the 10 commandments to just two. Uh, That is love God with all your heart and soul and then love your neighbor as you would yourself. You know, Um, he shortens the 10 commandments to just two. Um, Now I think what can explain Uh, This, despite the fact that Jesus said he would not change any texts, I think, I think what can explain this is that um, God's set of ethics change for his people over time, like according to how things are going in society. Because if God is all knowing, he knows everything that's going on, you know? Um, So I think what happened is he gave us all those rules in the Old Testament to Moses because Moses was the most important religious figure at the time um he gave all these rules to Moses and whatnot um uh, to to say to the people of the old testament these are the rules you need to follow and those were the rules they needed to follow at the time um even though those rules may or may not have been human made we don't really know um but assuming that they were divinely inspired or sent from god himself the, the things like the 10 commandments and whatnot were actually messages that taught love even though there was the old testament and all of that crazy stuff um the reason why jesus came in and even though he said he wasn't going to change this stuff he shortened the commandments down to two if we assume that jesus is part of god you know then that would mean jesus being part of god uh, his living representation on earth uh, that would mean jesus shortening those commandments that's the that's the time that um the world is really changing you know Um, and we see this a lot with plenty of other examples in the near the end of the old testament and right at the beginning of the new testament with basically jesus's passion and death and all that sort of stuff we see many examples of um of like a changing of the times you know like jesus comes in and he changes everything you know the entire world changes because of jesus and that's why I think those commandments being shortened down to just two—I'm just using that as an example—but um, like shortening the commandments down to, from ten to just two is showing an example of the the times changing and God needing to change His rules to fit those times.
0: That was a super empowering speech, man. I really, I really like that. So if I if I can—that was that was a really nice speech. Yeah. So if if I can. the kibosh on this by trying to summarize this you're saying what is included in the old testament that is the reason there's a contradiction in ethics between the old testament the new testament and the quran is because in the in the old testament there were certain loving teachings that did come from god that were revealed to moses or or the patriarchs and then the teachings that were like, you know, uh, kill these people and take the woman for, for yourselves or uh, wipe all these people out. That was not, yeah. And then like punishments for like people being stoned to death and things like that. That was also, um, made by humans. And then in the Quran, you have the same thing happening there. Yep. Fascinating. So do you want to ask me a question? Cause I have like, I think like three ones.
1: Um, yeah why don't you go ahead?
0: Sure, sure, so so if I understand correctly, you were saying that some Muslims either straw man, but probably mostly don't understand the Trinity and represent it if asked about it as essentially the tritheist heresy what this is tritheism is that there are three gods who share three deities who share the same substance instead of three persons who are all god so you're saying like you believe that the trinity is miss on was misunderstood to begin with so if we already have a shattered version of what it is it's hard to come to terms with the actual one, the actual Trinity.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, because, um, I know, I know this is a bit of a weird example, but I, um, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I like to browse like, oh, I keep stuttering. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, 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 I browse uh, Muslim TikTok every now and then. Uh, yeah, know it's very strange and obscure. But um, I there was someone on there. I don't remember the name of this person anymore. But they were they were arguing the the point that um Jesus is a um, um that they were actually denying that Jesus was even a prophet. They were calling him a, a heretic. You know, um which is uh, not, that's not usual of most Muslims because most, most of them accept him as a prophet.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that is very unusual.
1: Yeah, I know. But he was arguing that uh, Jesus is actually a heretic because, um, because he claims to be God, you know? And he said, anyone that claims to be God must be a heretic. There's no way he can be a prophet, you know? Um, so they denied that he could be part of God or even be a prophet because Jesus said that he was God, you know? Um, yeah yeah.
0: he actually never claimed to be god in the bible and the muslims believe that the bible is a uh, was corrupted over time and they believe that in the quran it clears it up that jesus was a prophet so i don't know why the person was saying that but if i do understand this you're basically saying the muslims don't really deny the trinity they're they're denying tritheism is what you're arguing
1: Yes, they, uh, they deny tritheism, but here's the problem is that Christianity also denies tritheism, you know? Um, and that's where the misunderstanding comes in here, because the Holy Trinity is not tritheism, you know? Um, and I see many Muslims, and not just Muslims, I see a lot of people in general just misunderstand the concept of the Trinity. And I don't blame them. The concept of the Trinity is very hard to grasp, you know? And I don't, and I'm not going to say that this is like, oh, okay, Christians understand the Trinity because they're God's chosen people or whatever. No, that's bullshit. Um, the the um the Holy Trinity is, um, is just a very hard concept to grasp. But if you're a Christian who doesn't understand the Holy Trinity, that's fine too, you know? There's many people who can't understand the concept. And there's so many theories on how the Holy Trinity works. So it's understandable to say that it might be a tritheistic uh, uh, thing. But from my understanding, it is not a tritheistic thing. And that's why uh, Jesus is fine being a part of God and not his own God.
0: So my last question is, the way that we could try to summarize this is that Trinitarianism was taught incorrectly in the Quran, but you believe that Trinitarianism, if taught correctly, is compatible with the Quran. Yes, I would say so. Do you want to ask? Do you want to ask a question? Because I have like pretty much one or two, and maybe you can ask Balin for the time. One minute. One minute. i oh, are not gonna have time for it. Balen, maybe you can. Maybe, I mean, sorry, uh, Noah. Maybe you can ask me the question.
1: Um, <clears throat> what was another one of your points that you made? Um, what was it? Um, oh, I can't remember. Um you're talking about the, you're talking about the Judea, uh, uh, the, um, yeah, let's let's talk about Judaism for a minute, for a, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Let's just try to talk uh, about that. We've
1: been talking about Christianity and Islam yeah. for most of the time. Uh, but, but about Judaism, um, you say it's a very, very exclusive religion. You know, uh, there's a lot of, um, initiation rituals and whatnot. Um, so, my question is how do you see the initiation rituals of judaism and whatnot um like the exclusivity of judaism how do you see that as being um taught from a different god than the other two abrahamic religions
0: sure sure so the way that i see it is that judaism appears to derive from monolatry so we have this covenant and maybe Balaam, maybe we could try to finish up this point, if that's good with you. All right, because the timer went off. All right, so the way that I view it is that Judaism appears to have derived from monolatry. There is a covenant with Abraham. Now, unlike Christianity, in which that covenant is open, it appears to be open. Yeah, in, in Christianity, it's open to everyone who chooses to accept the gospel message. And in Islam, it's pretty much the same i guess i mean i mean islam itself i don't know about the the covenant if that ends at judaism but in christianity it 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 extends to christians but regardless of what happens with is of the with the covenant islam if you're muslim that's what matters in judaism they're not seeking converts. They're not saying they're not door knocking. They're not establishing, uh, caliphates. They're not
1: yeah, that's, sending that's, missionaries. Yeah. Cause that's something we see like Christians and Muslims do a lot is spreading their religion. That's something they're really big about. Whereas in Judaism, that's not as big of a thing.
0: They do. Yeah. Like, cause you know, you wouldn't see like a Muslim televangelist or, a, or I mean, sorry, you would see a Muslim televangelist or a Christian televangelist. You probably would not see that with Judaism and the point that I'm trying to make here is that with you know with um with with Judaism God seems to be perfectly content with his message remaining with his quote-unquote chosen people but then with Christianity he wants it spread through the gospel and with Islam he wants it spread as well So, my issue is that Judaism appears to be an ethno-religious group, a religion for the Jews that then becomes a religion for everyone at the, once the Messiah comes and delivers the truth um, to all of united humanity, and then, but with, with Islam, it needs to be spread and with Christianity, it needs to be spread. So, my difference that I have found is that Judaism is only supposed to be spread with the in with the messiah well once the messiah unites the world mm-hmm. does that make sense the point that i'm trying to make uh yes all right balen would you would you be willing to give us like two more minutes so i could ask or no one do you want to ask a question No, you can. cool so i was wondering like there are also other religions that are abrahamic as well That might sound like, wait, what? There's more than Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, but there are. uh, Zoroastrianism is not Zoroastrianism is not Abrahamic, but there's the as as some examples. There's the Druze. They are a, you know, this is incredibly esoteric. There's the Alawites and the Jews, the Jews are all, they're an ethno-religious group, but they're yeah, even I, more restricted than the Jews. They're, they're closed.
1: Yeah. I, well, I learned about a lot of this stuff um, from doing a, um, a history video on YouTube of the history of, uh, I, th- I think this was history of uh, Turkey. Um, but in that video, I also featured Syria, which at one point actually um, before Syria was unified, um, during the coloni, like French colonization period of uh, Syria, they had um, multiple different states. They had at one point four different states in yep. what is now Syria. Um, one of which was the state of Damascus, uh, which was a uh, uh, it was a sectarian. Is that the word? No. Um. Sectarian. Uh, it, it like it didn't have an official religion or any sort of thing. Oh, secular. Secular. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No. The state of Damascus was secular, along with the state of Aleppo, because those were just like countries just to yeah. rule the land. But there were two states that were not. They were they were theocracies, and that was the uh, state of uh, Adra. I still don't know how to say it. It's I'm horrible horrible Druze or
0: something? Uh or Alawites.
1: No, was, uh, Jabal Druze. I don't know how to say it. or Druze? I don't know.
0: The Druze, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was Jabal al Dru- Druze. Um
0: Druze might be a little, a little bit westernized, but yeah. yeah.
1: Um that that was the name of the state. That was um that was a theocracy that was it was basically a, a whole country reserved just for the Druze. Um and yeah. similarly, there was the Alawite state, which was a theocracy reserved for the Alawites.
0: So my argument, I guess, if I were to, um, and I also like to touch on, on a third religion, but you have the Druze and the Alawites. The, the one that I, the, what I wanted to say was both the Druze and the Alawites are also Abrahamic for the Druze, but, but they're so much different than Christianity and Islam. Although you could argue that, that the Druze religion is a school of, of, um, of uh, the Ismaili school, but I would argue no, but for i guess for for several reasons but my for several reasons so my argument is that the Druze also being in an abrahamic religion they are incredibly esoteric you really don't see that with J- judaism or christianity or islam as a whole you have the sufis in islam you have um people using the cob Kab- the, the kabbalah era or kabbalah however it is pronounced the Kaba. okay
1: no it's Sh- um Ka- uh, yeah, Kaaba.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think not, I don't not Kaaba because that would be, yeah yeah the Kabbalah um because the Kaaba would obviously be like the, the Muslim thing oh, I yeah
1: thought
0: that, no or was actually is actually like I was talking about that I was talking about the I was talking about the, the,
1: the Kabbalah. Oh okay, I, I thought you were talking about like the 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 cube in Mecca.
0: What I was saying was you have a Sufism in in Islam. You have people using the Kabbalah in Judaism. And then you might have some, you might have a little bit of Christian mysticism, not much anymore. But for the Druze, it's entirely esotericism and it's a closed ethno-religious community. So for the Jews, you can convert to Judaism theoretically and there's no converting or even like leaving the Druze religion. It's an ethno-religious group. They even have their own cuisine. Um, which isn't different from the, from the Jews, but seriously, like like you can't join it. We we the two of us could not go over there and say we want to be Druze. There's no way. Yeah. And they're the Druze as a whole are esoteric and they're secretive but and and they follow the teachings of their, their 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 leader who's went into occultation, uh, according to their religion. So they follow him more than they would um arguably follow, more than they would Arguably, follow Jesus or Muhammad or yeah. other people, and they have a they have more of an emphasis. They have a big emphasis on um, Jethro, Moses' stepdad. You could call him, and then for the Alawites, you this is also Abrahamic. You have they they worship Ali, uh, mm-hmm. Ali, who is who is Muhammad's like son-in-law, I believe, and so in that's actually there's actually other groups of people who worship Ali like the like the Yarsanis in in Iran and then um also the Alawites are also incredibly secretive as well and they also kind of run Syria Bashar al-Assad is an Alawite and he and he gave the people in Syria who are well he gave the Alawites like government positions so those are two examples of like Totally different than Christianity, Islam, and Judaism that are um, you know, also Abrahamic, not to mention that the Druze believe that people are reincarnated and will be Yeah,
1: and that's obviously not a very Abrahamic belief.
0: No, there's a transmigration of the soul. So the Druze believe that that Druze are reincarnated back into Druze, and then the Yarsenis who are also are part of like the the group of religions who worship ali and by the way not all alawites worship ali some of them that are trying to be more muslim say there is no god but allah or allah but then the ones that are like more uh into into ali uh, so i guess technically more like quote-unquote pure alawites would say um you know there was no god but ali and then there's one group that follows this guy who like claimed to be a religious figure or something um but and, but also the Yarsanis, they believe that people are reincarnated 1,001 times, and they're considered to be Abrahamic. Then you have the Baha'i faith, which is about 7 million people. It's one of the fastest growing religions on the world. And they they worship both the God of Abraham and the God of Krishna, Zoroaster, and Buddha, although that's a bit of a stretch, believing that they all, you know, because Buddhas, that can be followed secondarily. And Buddha doesn't really, he's not really a, someone who really preaches about God, but more like how to live and whatnot. Um, so you have that going on, how the God of Abraham is the same as the God of Krishna and Zoroaster. And you have um, Krishna, Zoroaster, the Buddha, uh, Jesus, Muhammad, and the Bab and Bahu Allah. The Bab and Bahu Allah. All well, the Bab is part of Babism, which was the precursor to the Baha'i faith. And Bahu Allah was the founder of the Baha'i faith. All of them serving as, along with like Abraham and Moses, if I mentioned them, serving as um, manifestations of God. So these are those were all examples in my view of religions that are incredibly different, but then Christianity, but both different from each other and different from the three Abrahamic religions who people generally, which people generally think of, Mm -hmm. which are all considered to be Abrahamic.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so I'm gonna try to keep this quick, but, um, so your, your question to me there is, um, is well i'm guessing uh like these other abrahamic religions that are very very different from the uh from the uh, the main three yeah um uh so your question to me there is that like um how how can i confirm that those worship the same god
0: you know yes yes yes
1: Okay. So, um, I mean, all right, don't get me wrong. I don't really know much about the Druze or the Alawites or, um, no,
0: so, so no one else really knows much about <laughs> yeah, the Druze or the Alawites either. Cause they, they have secret The doctrine.
1: Druze or the Alawites. I mean, at least I've heard of them. Like I know what they are. I, have never even heard of stuff like Babism, but like, um, um, but like, yeah. Um, what's it? Um, yeah, no. So you say the Alawites worship, um, uh, they worship Allah and they also worship, um, uh what's it Ali, right?
0: They were they worship Ali. They they it's, it's not like they're worshipping Ali in place of Allah, but they view Ali as a manifestation, yeah. if not maybe an incarnation of Allah.
1: Yeah, so what I can actually see there is that um if if they believe that Ali is like sort of a incarnation or like a part of Allah, right? Um, that would be a similar theory to Jesus
0: in that, um, yeah.
1: that he is a part of Allah or something like that. You know, you
0: could you could look at it like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: and in that case, that's probably what I would argue.
0: I didn't. I read this on Wikipedia, and I didn't have enough. Well, at the time, I didn't know that it would be used in this debate, so I didn't like fact check it. But it, I, I guess there's in the Alawite religion. I believe it's the Alawites. There's kind of a perhaps the arsenis there's it's one of those ali worshipping at least in air quotes religions um you have a, a, like a trinity where it's like ali allah and so, someone else um so yeah i i, I you, that that would be a, an argument that you could use like if ali's a quote unquote incarnation or um if ali is kind of like god on earth then you could kind of t- you could kind of make draw that comparison with how jesus was represented is represented
1: yeah yeah, exactly
0: all righty um Balin, you probably don't really need to need to set a timer because i should be pretty quick yeah this um i think that this debate uh flowered a lot of like thought-provoking discussion you know um Noah drew similarities between the religions I mentioned in the crossfire and uh, Christianity. So in, in conclusion, if I may say that, because I know there's kind of a, a war against saying in conclusion, it appears, um, to summarize my contentions, my first contention is that the ethics of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam reflect the, the ethics of a God who created a or revealed a theology or a, we'll say a religion to his people, then he sent along a man or became a man to reform his teachings, and then he sent a man to revive his teachings is my argument taking a look at how what was uh, purportedly revealed to Moses in the five books of Moses was in in contrast to what Jesus preached and then was revived by or was revived by or slightly changed by Muhammad with the advent of Islam. My second contention argues that the role of Jesus is vastly skewed across the three largest Abrahamic religions, with Jesus seen as a heretic in most by, by most Jews seen as a god, or not as a god, as we've discussed tritheism but rather as a person, part of the, you know, part of the Trinity, a person who is, who who is God, one of the three persons of the Trinity, by most Christians, or seen as a prophet by those who are Muslim. Making it a bit awkward, theoretically, if you have, if you're saying that a if you're saying that a um, a rabbi a, a rabbi from first century Palestine is God, and then you contrast that with people saying that a essentially an invisible man chose our people to one day reveal the truth of him to humanity, and then you contrast that with um, this very abstract. Well, more abstract than the Jewish notion of God who communicates a revived message of the invisible man who appeared or who spoke through the prophets to the Jews. So you have the God of Judaism, as I've said, being like this invisible man, the God of Christianity being... Um, among three persons being a rabbi from first century Palestine, and then you have a more abstract deity who communicates with the Muslims in the Arabian Peninsula. My fourth contention is... um, I'm sorry, my third contention, rather, is, like, which reach? So, is this the god of the Jews Or is it the god of all of humanity while all of humanity is given a choice between heaven or hell by the jewish god the jewish god only wants to have his message known to the jews well i mean he only seems to be concerned with the message being known to the jews whereas at least well as of right now but then when the messiah comes he wants it to be known to everyone whereas the god of the new testament and the god of The Quran says right now, go door knocking um, uh, um, or establish a caliphate, Um, although I'd hope none of those would happen, uh, but unfortunately, they both do happen. Um, So, that's the contrast there. You have God is concerned that the Jews know this now and everyone knows this later versus we have the God of the New Testament, the Quran, saying um, this needs to be known now. And then my, my fourth contention was the Druze, the Alawites, the Yarsenis, and the Baha'is, all being members of Abrahamic religions, preach messages both differing from each other, which appear to paint God differently from how each of the religions paint God and appear to paint God differently than from how the three Abrahamic or the three largest Abrahamic religions paint God. So that is my closing statement.
1: All right. Right before I get into my closing statement, I'd like to say that this episode is sponsored by Ray shadow. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, my closing, my closing statement, um, so um, I'd say this is a th- this has been a very productive debate. Um, I I generally I'm someone who tends to really only talk about Christianity or Islam because those are the two religions that I am most familiar with as a syncretic um, and I've looked at the most. But um, this discussion has let me leave my comfort zone and talk about some other things such as well Judaism, which I know hardly anything about. Um, uh, even though I do take many ideas from Christianity and Islam, um, I still don't know a lot about, uh, Judaism and there's still a lot I have to learn. Um, same with like, um, the, the Alawites and the, and the Druze and like Babism and all of these other sort of, um, Abrahamic religions and even outside of the Abrahamic religions, I'm, I have been learning a lot from this podcast alone, um, just listening to the episodes and now being on the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think this has been a very productive debate. I would still conclude that, um, or that's not the word I want to use. I I, I would still, I would still say that, um, that I think um, the observations that have been made today, Um, that show differences, um, mostly show differences in the religions um, rather than the God of these religions, which is why I'd I'd still argue that these are uh, the same God we're talking about. But um, there are many differences in these um, religions that uh, could lead one to believe that the God of these religions is actually a different God. But I would believe that it is the same God and these differences are due to Um, ungodly non-divine factors um, that have changed things such as sin or misunderstanding or just plain human emotion you know
0: and before we go i'd like to say uh thank you noah for the kind words about the podcast
1: no problem that has been our debate over if
0: all abrahamic religions worship the same god i thank you for listening and we hope to see you again I am Xavier. I am Noah. And I am Balin.
1: And this has been the Godcast.
0: Until next time, stay tuned for future episodes.
1: Thank you all for listening.